0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: That'll be (laughs) my Whoa! Welcome to this is No Church Answers podcast number two eighty eight. Hard to believe this is a Christian roundtable discussion for men. We're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Berg, not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that is where we are. We are not pastors. We are just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey, and we're meeting daily challenges just like you. And that's why we're here, and we're having this Christian roundtable discussion for men, and even though women do listen, and unlike others, we aren't taking any church answers. So we're glad that you've joined us. You know, this podcast has been called deliberately provocative and unexpectedly funny. And so we're so glad that you checked us out. It's available also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So please rate our podcast. Leave a review. It wouldn't be possible without your support. And at this time, I'm going to jump right in and introduce the panel. And he is a former world-class policy writer. He is a current professional gambler. He is the show producer. It's Mr. Steve
2: Ditch. You know, Steve. Babe?
1: He is a former prosecutor. He is an attorney, kind of the group historian. We still call him the judge. It is Michael Cropper. Hey Mike. hey Mike! How are you? And back from I think it said Dubuque, and it's not puke, uh, <laughs> Iowa. He is a corporate trainer, kind of the group theologian. Uh we call him the professor. It is Robert Koshu. And my name is Bill Cox, gainfully employed, maybe gainfully, just out of training. Don't know if I will actually make money, but. And I'm a, kind of an indie filmmaker, and I am a caregiver for my wife. So, And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump right in to this week's topic. And I'm going to start with uh, Steve
3: Titch. Yeah, be, before we get to our, our main topic, I do want to talk about something that's in the news that we, we, we talk about from time to time. I, I'm going to kick this off by saying um, uh, we our church here is not affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, I don't I wouldn't be sitting here if we were Uh, so that's 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 my feeling on it Uh, and I do want to maybe because my mom always said if you're not going to say anything nice say something don't say it all so I'll say something nice here I am I am very proud of the Texas Baptists and all the other Baptist denominations who are unaffiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention the way for the last couple of weeks they have come out in support Of their women pastors, uh, who are in many cases very important. Now, Pastor Mike Law of Arlington, Virginia, believes that scripture dictates that women should never be in any sort of pastoral or teaching or leadership position uh, in a church. Now, he's not the only one who believes that, and it's arguable. What he did was beyond the pale. He's He is sponsoring an amendment to the SBC's constitution to really basically put the hammer down on this because there are a number of SBC churches that do simply because there are a lot of qualified women out there and the pool is getting smaller of candidates anyway. I'm sure Robert can speak to that as a been on hiring committees. Yeah. Uh, but Pastor Law compiled on his own and published a list of some 170 women pastors, not all of them by any means, and their churches. He listed their names, addresses, family members, and basically said, these people should be run out of the church. Now, we just, we're just we just dealing with, a couple of weeks ago, a shooting at a Christian school. Again, there are nuts everywhere across the spectrum. And they're being fueled by people not only like Mike Law, you that's who I mentioned. There, the, there is another guy, um, Jared Longshore, who should be completely run out because his rhetoric is hateful. He called basically women pastors rot, rotten weeds that need to be dug out. Can you imagine if that were said about black pastors or black members of the church? Now, he is talking about our wives, our daughters, our mothers. And it is dehumanizing hateful language. And that is the thing that provokes violence, especially in that day and age. And I think he knows this. Churches need to stop and think about what they're doing. And if they're going to get on this anti-women, anti-pastor crusade, be aware of the company you're joining right now. Because it's not a very attractive group. And I don't think I would even call them Christians, so bravo to Texas Baptists. And I'm I'm gonna open it up. How do I know I brought my flamethrower for this part? But you know, and 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 again, we're all we're not an SBC church, and I know that you do plenty of hiring. So
4: there's my there's my dime. Let's go throw eggs in his house. So here we go.
3: Yes.
4: So in the history of this church, and I may be wrong on my count. I sat in my head and counted. We've had a music minister. Three children's ministers. By the way, that's semi-acceptable in Baptist circles Mm -hmm. to have the children, Mm -hmm. but you have to call them a children's director, not associate pastor of children, which is what we call them. you certainly can't. Thank you very much. You certainly can't put them in a pastor or associate pastor, pay grade. Darn straight. (laughs) Um, Two female youth ministers. Mm -hmm. I was on the hiring committee for our current Mm -hmm. youth minister, Scott, Scotty Swingler, and I will tell you that one of our other top candidates was a female, and the fact we did not hire her had nothing to do with her being a female.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was
4: it was, you know, so um we have ordained women. One of the youth that I taught, well, more than Manny one. But Maddie Ririck. Maddie Ririck, yeah, is a mm-hmm. pastor yes. at a church mm-hmm. right now and not an associate. She is the head pastor of a mm-hmm. church. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um our two missions pastors. Yes. Actually three. Just We've had three mission pastors and they have all three been women as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And you know, it 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 you know really if you if this is if this is the angel on a pinhead number argument you want to die over, be my guest. Maybe it is. I was one who at first argued that the Southern Baptist Convention needed to survive because of what it had done. And I'm, I, I went to a Southern Baptist seminary. I did not graduate. I did attend. I have 42 of, or 62 of 92 hours of an MDiv from Southwestern Baptist mm-hmm. Theological Seminary. I left because it was career changes, but it was also, I was there right when the flip was happening to the crazies mm-hmm. being there. And if this is literally the head of, a, of the angel, how many angels can you get on the head mm-hmm. of a pen? argument that you want to die on has a denomination please just go commit suicide and get it over with and quit the long drawn out a pastor a friend of mine that I served with on staff he said that the conservative fundamentalist group good intentions when they started there literally was theological issues within the seminaries and if you're going to be a Baptist theological professor at a Baptist funded seminary there are certain things you do Mm -hmm. have to teach You know, and there were pastors there teaching the Bible was all made up. I mean, it was, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the questions that we all wonder about, but like totally wrong doctrinal things. Started with a good intention, got taken over by people that had power in their head, wanted power. It became a power play. And his exact statement was they killed the goose that laid the golden egg. Longtime Southern Baptist, Mike, you probably know a lot about this, the cooperative program, where every Southern Baptist church gave to the Southern Baptist Convention that then funded the Home Mission Board, the, the Foreign Mission Board, and spread and planted churches throughout the world, and spread the gospel. The cooperative program died because of these idiots. I have no tolerance for this kind of nonsense at this moment in time, because I, I have a hard time having a conversation with anyone who is, I'm going to say, below the age of 35, who has legitimately never been in church, because we have a more secular society, so there's a large group of that age, 35 and under, who have never, ever, ever been in a church. I can't go have conversations with them about faith because the first thing I hear is Mm. this nonsense. And it makes it hard to have those. And and it's like, you know, it's like you can only apologize so much. If you're involved in this, stop, just Mm. stop, because all you're doing is harm to the cause of Christ.
3: That's why I'm so happy to see the outpouring of
1: support oh, yeah. that
4: came out. Oh and, yeah, and,
3: yeah, And if and by the way, when I mean, Saddle, saddleback left the was disfellowship. Any church that wants to disfellowship from SBC, I'm sure Texas Baptist would love to have you. I can't speak yeah. for the Texas or Baptist. Or the Corporate Baptist Fellowship, but, you know, which go, is the national group we associate. Go, go ahead and, and because you know you this, know? The, you know maybe it's time for the SBC finally to l- indeed l- become l- a little l- little little group of old guys in their little hidey hole.
4: Now, the problem is a lot of these guys I looked at. And some, some of these of the guys na- are. I, I scrolled young. through the names, and their are names I recognize. It's not a bunch of old guys. Well,
3: they, they should all look at what the type of people who are leading this. Yes. And, and, and Amen. really, Amen. before
2: they guess. But we're, we're, we we got to move, unless you guys <laughs> got thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I want to give a little background. Folks. folks, if y'all didn't understand this by now, <laughs> we <We're mad. laughs> uh, Steve and Robert are pissed at them calling, at the guys who are condemning. The church, church is calling lady ministers pastors. <laughs> right, it's that simple. Okay, well the word pastor derives from the Latin noun pastor, which means shepherd, and is derived from the word P-A-S-C-E-R-E, pascher, I guess, to lead to pastor set to grazing and cause to eat. Now the term pastor also relates to the role of an elder within the New Testament and is synonymous with the biblical understanding of minister. The Apostle Paul, by the way, guys, y'all can close out. After this. I mm-hmm. just want to present a little background on this. The Apostle Paul tells us, and here's what the, the law, Mike Law, is it right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, I think, throwing up everybody's face. He said, Paul tells us that women should not be in leadership positions in the church and certainly should not teach men about spiritual matters. You can find this in 1 Corinthians 14, mm-hmm. 33 through 36. Now I have read and I've been taught that the reason for such a strong position against women in synagogue leadership was because many were not schooled or educated in Jewish education, right? In fact, if you ever saw the 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 movie Yentl with Barbara Streisand in 1983, she is a young Jewish girl. She plays the part of a young Jewish girl who had to dress up as a boy to study the Old Testament because Females were not allowed to attend formal education mm-hmm. on the Torah in the Old Testament. Okay. This is very important, folks, that you know this background, what we're getting at. Yeah. Here. yeah. And, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, it was a matter of its time.
3: It, but still, you even, the even okay. then, though, and you know what makes me, this is the joke. This is the pure idiocy. Phoebe and Junia were not men. <laughs> Nowhere in any piece of Greek writing is the name Phoebe ever applied to a male. So don't tell me <laughs> that Phoebe and Junior, who taught with Paul, <laughs> yeah. were men. Obviously, they, they, they were. They, they were no, too enough. But so, so don't don't out. adjust your your fantasies to to your own. For perspective. But so right, go ahead. But okay. yes, so, but yeah,
2: yeah, was yeah a no, no, it's a cultural So, anyway, what we're talking about here is Paul, the text taken from 1 Corinthians. Now, folks, if you don't know about Paul, Paul was a strict Pharisee. He was taught that women cannot study the Jewish law, the Jewish Bible, neither can they hold the office of rabbi or teacher, especially over a male student. So, he was taught this. So when he came to accept Christ, and by the way, he never did get married. The point is, he still became a strong, strong teacher. Okay, now, folks, I hold the term pastor rather loosely. And I I suspect the guys may want to comment on this again, because I also hold the term father loosely. Jesus specifically said that no one should be called father on this earth because there is only one father who is in heaven. Right, guys? Matthew 23, 9. Jesus also stated that no one should be called rabbi or teacher because there is only one rabbi, and it's him, Jesus Christ. And the disciples and students should be called brethren. This is Matthew 23, 8, folks, if you want to follow me on these. Folks, I don't have any problem referring to ladies as pastor. If they are called to that position, who am I to question whom God calls?
0: <laughs> Joyce, Joyce
2: Meyer and Beth Moore are two very gifted teachers I've listened to. When I went through a period of depression back in 2004, I listened to Joyce Meyer exclusively in her teachings, and they helped me regain my positive attitude and strengthened my faith tremendously. Also, I do not mind calling a minister father today. If he is called to the position, he is trained for it, because Jesus showed us that there are exceptions to God's laws and the intent of the attitude of the person's heart should be a prominent basis by which we serve God. Jesus healed several people with serious illnesses on the Sabbath and explained that God's laws were made for men, and consequently, men were not made for those laws. So to me, a lady can be called a minister, and it may be that she is the only one, as the guys have said, she is the only one that's suited for the position she's called. (laughs)
1: Excellent. And I just want to just do a quick summary of, of this first section before we move on. I vote with my wallet and with my feet. If I don't like something, I leave. And if I do like something, I support it with my money. I kind, I think that if you're fed and if it's a woman pastor, go ahead. Anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the scripture. And for this uh, particular podcast, it is titled Life Completed, and this is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners want run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training We have been talking about, and thank you so much to uh, Steve, producer Steve Titch uh, yes. for letting me put the uh, Men Matters together uh, on death. And as some of you that might be listening, uh, I ended up getting a job in the death care industry. Uh, it's a lot quieter than health care. And <laughs> so... Uh, that was a joke, folks. That was... That was joke. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I wasn't very good at healthcare and I thought death care, wow, I might be good at this. Um anyway, uh, the the thing about what we were talking about in part of the Men Matter is how to live all the way to the end. And that is one thing that has really uh, stuck with me because I know somebody who, well, actually a few people that have died long before their physical life was over. And that's one of the things as we get older that men suffer with. And we talked about in previous podcasts about suicide by neglect and death by despair. And so those are a couple of things that we are really trying with this particular podcast to help men through. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. I just I want to throw it over here, uh, uh, to producer Steve Titch, since he was uh, the one that kind of organized my scattered he, thoughts. He's
2: well, pacified. builder. Yeah, I, I do want to pick
3: up on some because <laughs> the, the, the series was was it was our our Men Matter uh, spinoff, and it was Leave with Your Bags Packed. Leave, leave, yeah. well, what, what did we call leave, it? Leave, leave with your bags Leave packed. with your bags packed, but living full to the very end. Right. And yes. and yes, and one of the things, and, and we we talked some more, a, a lot of practical things in there. Um, I felt we didn't get too much into the uh, spiritual aspect. Uh, and I did want to bring our other guys in to talk a little about that because um, we, we with everyone but the exception of Kid Koshu over here. We've, the we've, old guys. <laughs> yeah, we are, old guys
1: are thinking about it.
3: And, uh, uh, so, um, and I did, we, I wanted to kind of spin things about about how how we've matured, both in the faith, how, how we've um, gained some perspective. I know I have, and I know that... Um, for a lot of men, these years are difficult because many of them find themselves retiring and uh, suddenly their life lacks a meaning because all their professional lives, they've defined themselves by their work. Um, we, we, the, the four of us have had maybe a little different journey on that, but I think theres it's never too late, as we talked about. It's never too late to begin planning. It's never too late to set new goals, but I think one, one big conclusion we came to, and I think it's always been kind of a theme of our podcast here, is always, you know, always be fearless. So,
1: Excellent. And with that, we are going to be fearless good. and take our first break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of MANA Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manup.com media.org all contributions are tax deductible we're not pastors just regular guys so whether you're successful or struggling we hope to bring you the good news of god's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys please consider supporting man up and no church answers today and welcome back to no church answers and what we were talking about is uh living a life completely. And I just wanna give a, a couple of examples. Um, my, my dad uh, pre-planned his funeral, and he was all into it. And as a matter of fact, when he died, he was still on the phone trying to make a deal, setting up a deal to sell a truckload of commodities. He had, unfortunately, he was uh, 88, He was in a wheelchair because of uh, nerve damage in the spinal cord and his body was just breaking down. He'd been a farmer, you know, his whole life and he had heart arrhythmia and he coughed three times and that was it. He passed. However, my mother did not pre-plan any funeral because she thought if she did, it would come sooner. Sooner. And I kind of feel that she never reconciled with the fact that she was going to pass. And so instead, she's like in that car sliding on ice, slamming on the brakes and pushing it hard, hard. And it's not stopping the car. It's just almost accelerating right into the wall where it was kind of like my dad, he, he had it paid for He didn't worry about anything.
3: That's an interesting uh, perspective. I mean, that, that, in that's fact, a we good can analogy. talk, actually, that whole idea of confronting your mentality, or confronting your mentality, confronting your mortality, mortality, there's a, because you really have to, but, and, and you, Right, you don't is, have a choice,
4: um, right. But, but once you do, that, that begins the perspective. Well, and, I mean, and 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 let, let me throw this out. So, y'all jokingly referred to me as the kid in the past two and a half, three years. I'd have to count exactly. I want to say just two and a half years. I have been to three funerals of people roughly my age, maybe a year or two older. You know, Greg Cox here right. at the church that taught long time youth. He he taught in the youth longer than I did. Right. You know, he was there when I got there. You know, um, I had a cousin of a family member that passed away from cancer. He was the only one. Well, Greg was kind of expected. But just yesterday, I actually attended the funeral of a ATD colleague's husband, Association of Talent Development, the uh, lady that succeeded me as board president when I rolled off. Her husband retired. He was two years older than me. He retired last March. She went and found him two Saturdays ago in his bathroom, dead. So it's one of those, yeah, you may not quite be at the retirement point, but.
2: Uh, I I had a police (laughs) officer friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. 52
4: retired. Yeah.
2: Retired. Two weeks later. He died after they left a restaurant. Two weeks after his
4: and it, and and it's it it you don't know it's the mortality right. thing, you, you know we you joke we've jokingly started thinking that, you know Bill we may need to talk to you, uh, we've jokingly talked about we need to start putting our plan together because I know a couple of years ago when my uh, father-in-law passed away we were over at Fort Lawn, Fort Glen, the one that's over on I forty five basically, and we were over by this one section. And in that one section they have kind of a bayou that flows through it. And I was like, hey, we could get here because it overlooks downtown Houston, UVH. You know, we could go here. And and we were back at the wait, wait, wait. Well, the, this, is the, this, this is the best part. I, he, I <laughs> think
1: Robert has a point. He's just taking the long way to get there. Well, to well it. the best
4: part about it is we're we're back at the main building and we're looking at we're we're talking to our children and I'm like, Yeah, I think we're gonna buy some waterfront property. And my son's like, What well, you wanna buy some property at Bile Lake? And my, my <laughs> nephew's wife looks at him and goes, no, waterfront property over there. Right. <laughs> and he kind of <laughs> went, oh. <laughs> but, but, my and, and this is my point. I do have a quick point, okay. Bill.
0: You is, have, is, he's, is there. The point. he's there. Yeah, you, you you mean, he's well,
4: there. You literally, well, you literally, if you are a guy, you have to think about it. In the, but at the same time, and this is kind of the thing. You have to think about it, but you don't have to worry about it because there is a point where you have to live your life. You have to show up at work, take care of your spouse, take care of your family, plan your uh, bucket list trip, Mike. Yeah. You know, But you have to do all of those things no matter what you're doing and where you're engaging at that point, knowing that, as, as I think you said, there's only two things inevitable in life— And that's death and taxes. And we're all going to die.
1: Well, the thing about the point that I was going to make, difference between my mother and father is this. Because my mother kind of slid slid into death, it's almost as if her spirit was stopped too. Whereas because my dad was living life to his, his fullest, even though... He couldn't do it physically, but he was certainly able to do it mentally. And it's almost as if at the physical death, and we're all spiritual guys, because he'd lived his life full to the end, it's like his spirit continued on. Whereas I almost feel like my mother was stopped spiritually. By her physical death, and I can't say that one was more Christian or spiritual than the other, but it just felt that way. But
3: I, I but think the, it's personal. I think it's personal because it was um, Robert who directed us to a podcast and it's a book. Uh, the podcast is the.
1: Uh, I listened to part. Of yeah, it yeah it, awesome. it's a It's on. Dude, the, it's on. Based on a book, nice. the, the
3: Lost Art of Dying, but it addresses exactly that. Confronting the fact you're going to die, and that uh, sometime, because if you don't, you, you just keep you keep putting off things.
1: You keep avoiding it, and
3: avoiding things. Not just the idea of death, but but the, what what the author said, Linda Dugdale, was, said that after reading the book, she had she had readers come up to say that's that's when I realized realized I had a I had a reconcile with my adult children. That's when I realized I, there, were, there was unfinished business I needed to take care of. Because, not, not because it got morbid or anything, but because you know, I accepted the fact that, yeah, like I have an expiration date. I'm not sure what it is, we talked about that. I can plan it out, but there are things, there are things I know that I've gotta do before that expiration date. And, and I think that's more so being, I think being Christian, because you, you, know, there, you know this isn't necessarily the end we don't know what's going to we don't know what's going to happen right. on the other side we just believe there is another side still you, know, you, want, you, you want to go out t- with your you know, tying up all your loose ends
1: so to speak. I think that's the difference between this generation and my parents mm-hmm. my dad was right after World War II and they were called the greatest generation because they did all these things we didn't you know, we protested the war and stuff. You know, we uh, we invented the microwave, the internet, and stuff like that. We're, but I guess if there was any term that I'd put it, we're the responsible generation. You know what I'm saying? We we you know we paid our taxes. We you know we we, we were trying to clean the earth. We're trying to do all take care of we're, we're trying to do all this good stuff. But but we weren't really any war heroes or, or anything like and maybe we're the responsible generation because we didn't get into those big wars and, and stuff like that. But it just seems like, you know, uh I mean I brought I bought three cars for my kids, three cars each. I mean, that dude, that's ridiculous. My dad would say, "Get a bike." <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. And, and he's not talking about motorcycle either, you know? and whereas us because we have less kids. I mean, I, I don't want to say we babied them, but but we babied them. I, I,
4: well, you know, and that's kind of you know, we got caught cuz I'm sandwiched right now. So, well, I'm not really sandwiched. Um, I'm a top I'm a top piece of bread and a half piece of bottom at this point because I do have a younger son who ha- has a very good job and enjoys his career quite immensely. But he boomerangs back around periodically because of how his his chosen career works. He's very seasonal at what right. he does. So that's kind of my half on the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, on the end. Um, but I, I I have a mom that I'm very much taking care of and having to do things with and deal with and do all of that. And part of that, that's kind of the struggle, Bill, that you're talking about with our generation because we have that, plus we have to deal with our own you know, we're dealing with, you know, I am, y'all joke, but I am seven to nine years from retirement, depending on whatever happens with the market and my savings and all that good stuff. You know, so, you know, I'm, there, there are many fewer years ahead of me working than behind me or behind me and then in front of me at this point. And so, you know, we're thinking about, and we're thinking about what do we want to do? Because part of what you talked about, Bill, is do I want to retire and sit at the house and veg in front of the TV? No, because that's what I saw my mom and dad did. Right. And so we're planning. And so it's like you said, I do think, and this is, I think, one of the crux things we want to really talk about. And Mike, I think you can really speak to this because you have totally embraced the retirement lifestyle. (laughs) But, but... You know, how do work. you move, because you talk about how do you live life to the fullest when you make that decision, and you guys talked about it really well in y'all's podcast, but how do you do that as a Christian and impact lives still? So that you don't deteriorate, and I've got something on the back end that we'll talk about well, from a brain perspective. That's really interesting. Yes,
2: yes, I'm dying to talk.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's Folks, on his got, bucket list. First of all, you got to listen to those three those three uh, podcasts. Stephen Bill talks about, like Robert said, they're very, very practical. The only scripture that comes to my mind regarding death. And by the way, folks, what do we hold? Why why is death so elusive? Why do we not want to talk about it? Because there's a fear of it. Well, is it really the fear of death itself because we know we're going to die or is it the fear that we don't know when we're going to die? Is that what scares us? And and one of the things, listening to the guys talk about the uh, uh, leaving with your bags packed and then reading the material Steve set out for us, all this hit home to me very, very, very clearly. Jesus told the, the rich man who had a bumper crop and, and, and out in his field, and the guy says, oh, man, I am so wealthy. I am so great. I'm going to tear down my old barns, put up new ones, and fill them up with the new crop that I had, and then I can eat, drink, and be merry. Well, that's what our whole dream is. When we retire, to eat, drink, and be merry. At least I thought what mine was. I thought that. It ain't. It is not. Pardon me. Let's say it this way. However, please note this, because when God said, okay, you fool. Your life's going to be required tonight. He says, This is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves and not rich toward God. Okay? So there's three key things here. He says, You don't know when you're going to die. Number one. Two, give God the time and money he deserves. to, and three, do not live for yourself. Right? It's very, very clear. You have been living selfishly for yourself. Now, I'm going to throw something out that the guys didn't mention in the podcast. They got, pardon me, in their their Man Matters series, they got very close to it. Bill asked, said, make a bucket list. He says, what do you want to do? Write them down and do what you can practically do. So what you do is you're setting a goal for yourself. I'm going to tell you something better than that. I'm going to ask you a question, folks. Not what do you want to do or how long you think you'll live based on your parents' longevity. Look at your age that you want to live to. Throw everything aside. The Bible tells us a man's years are 70 years, unless he is strong, then they're 80 years. That's Psalms 90, 10 to 12. Folks, if there's ever a time you want to take care of your health, it's right now. Bill, have, Bill and I have talked about this many times, so I'm throwing nothing out on him. Um, this is your senior years. Folks, if you need to have good health, it's now. It starts, it helps if you start in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. But if you didn't, you can start right now. Start eating correctly. Start exercising. If you can't walk or run, get a bicycle. Bill rides a bicycle. Bill had his hip replaced, and I was very impressed that. He's not going to stop without doing something regarding his uh, uh, aerobics, right? So, Again, uh, Psalms 90 says, a man lives 70 years unless he is strong. Folks, there is something you can do. You can make yourself stronger. That is practical. And you can set a goal to make yourself strong because you're not any good to God if you're dead. Right? Yeah, <laughs> there you oh, go. Now, now, yeah. number, number one. Number two, I am a firm believer, and we've talked about this, there is a, a, a natural process to life, okay? And can we change it? We just did a podcast on that, and yes, we can. Okay, and and folks, I've, I've, I personally believe that you can, you can increase his chances of living in your life. You can increase your age. I have three uncles that were like me, died 71 to 73 years old. I saw that 40 years ago, and I started running, okay? Now, one of those uncles who's 71, he died at 71, had a son who's about six years older than me, seven years older than me. He said, I don't want to die at 71. And he started exercising. His name is Richard, Richard Heffley. My my mother's maiden name is Heffley. He's still going strong today at 78. So he defied the odds starting about 40 years ago. And, and again, folks, I don't want to tell you, you have to start 40 years in advance. Start today, start tomorrow, anything. It doesn't matter whether you walk, ride a bicycle, do something to keep your, your body up because it's no good to God if you're dead. You can't be living your life for him if, if you die. Now, uh, I'll let the guys talk for a minute. I'll take a break for a second. God. And
1: Excellent. And with that, that's perfect timing because we're
0: going to take our second break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church leaders. leaders. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at live show at manupmedia.org. And now back to the fellows of Man Up.
1: And welcome back. Uh, we're talking about life completed. Uh, this is No Church Answers, and I'm going to go back to Michael Cropper.
2: Okay. Uh, they, they, so everything else they, they,
1: they tell you to do, folks,
2: you go to their, their uh, three broadcasts. Uh, Stephen and, and uh, Bill are very practical in their answers and very practical in their suggestions, folks. Like, I, I think I may take a course on sign language. I may renew my Spanish. And it, this all came together the last two days since I've watched all this. I thought, you know, I want to do this. So so folks i won't do any good if 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 i'm not physically able to do it or mentally able to do it and exercise helps your mentality as well as your your physical movement and your and your and your uh it's kind of funny you know that you door.
1: brought you brought that up mike uh, the men matter i mean honestly steve i had a great time putting it together and you know i was looking back through my notes because if you guys don't know out there steve titch our producer man he puts out some awesome notes and i'm, I'm not so good and uh I left out one thing on the men matter thing that, I, that uh, I just didn't print that page or I left it on the printer. And it is the power of no. The power of no when you are retired or getting ready to be retired, no. When the marketing department says, buy this new car and you'll feel like a young man the power of no no stop it and the and the people that just keep bombarding you with ads and stuff no that person that says hey would you like an extra extra butterfinger in that blizzard no you, you've got to guard I'm yourself. Working on that one. I like my extra butter. Yeah, yeah. well, well, you know, I'm actually, sorry, actually, but... I honestly almost pulled that one back. You know, as I was saying it, because I kind of like it too. Uh, but, 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 my point is this: when you, when you take, when you take the power of no, you actually take the reins on your own life. And you have, because you have so much more time. The problem is men that are going from retirement, a lot of them are going from being told what to do to not necessarily doing anything. Yep. And so until they, so they're just a, a dry sponge waiting for something to wet them. And until they say no and pick out something that is good and good for them and will help them, they have the real opportunity of losing their life. Yep. Very much yep. so.
4: Well, well, and, and let me, I'm going to add to yours a little bit, okay? So you heard me talk earlier, I'm seven to nine years. My wife, however, is three years from retirement. We, we have decided that 60 is going to be her cut day. So she is three years from it. Um, and so she's looking at me like I'm crazy because, so we got my bonus and we've always done some things with bonuses every year. And I looked at her and I said, we need to buy some e-bikes. We want a bike, but I'll admit we're both getting older and here is flat where we take our camper is not flat. (coughs) And so we bought e-bikes because with the e-bikes we bought, they're not, you ride them, you pedal, but it's pedal assist. so it'll help you get up the hill. So I said, okay. And then I I said, okay, I want to get a Dutch oven table because we want to buy the, because we do a lot of Dutch oven cooking. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. She's going, why are we buying on Why are we doing this now? I said, because part of it is we know you're going to retire in three years. We're going to cut our income significantly. So part of it is right now we're buying things that we know we want for retirement.
3: You're, you're beginning
4: to yeah. invest in Yeah, we're investing in that part so we have a plan. And I'm not saying if you're 20, go out and start planning. But I will tell you this from a guy who's done financial planning for years start saving. <laughs> you know, because the, on, oh, the only reason we're at the point where we can look at it at 60 with my wife and make that decision is because we made some decisions early on about how we were going to spend our money and save our money. And it's one of those things stop I want to stop
1: bragging. Stop you know, it. You
4: know, well, of course, the market needs to do better. <laughs> I will say that right <laughs> now. You,
3: but if you're 20 now, but, it doesn't matter if you're... Yeah, yeah. But from our perspective, but but, <laughs> for, perspective, it, but, I, it, but I,
4: it's a planning... It's I, a, put some thought into it. When you get that 50 age mm-hmm. to live life to the fullest at retirement, mm-hmm. I think part of what you got to start doing when you hit your 50s, you need to start really thinking about, okay... What am I going to do and how am I going to arrange things so I can
1: do that? Yeah, that's a great thing I like about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Koshu, or one of the guys is going to give you some practical advice, which is 180 from what I did <laughs> and what I would say. And what I'm saying what I say is do it. Whatever it is that you really want to do, do it and do it now. And the reason why is in the future, you may not have the ability. Yep. You may not have the means, but also you may not have the desire, but, but you'll always think of, remember that time when I wanted to do
3: well, Well, I hear two sides here because I hear from Mike, I hear stay in shape when you're 50. So you can do the things you planned. Yeah, when you get to When you well, you're 70. <laughs> yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, well, yeah, if you can,
2: it's yeah. better. And, and
3: and you know, we talk, even yes, yeah. we talked about that. You know, making you know what's realistic. I want to still be able to get on a plane. I
2: still yeah. want to be able
3: and um, both both physically and, and, and have the resources to do that financial resources to do that. But one thing we're doing and and um, and actually, I have coverage because it was my wife who some years ago brought this up. Um, but we're we're really in the next probably over the course of the next 12 months we're going to do some pretty big overhaul of our house um, because we live I mean we spend almost all our time there and just having um, you know doing redoing you know getting rid of the carpet that's been there since we moved in and it, we, everything's due we did the roof already but we're getting painting done. So but Steve, what, go what brought,
4: go go! Break your line in your toilet. It'll flood the house. You can have insurance do it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Well, that,
3: yeah so that's, well, that's why we're getting hardwood. We're getting tile floor. We're getting we're getting, we're pulling up our carpets. So, water is no longer going to be a problem. Whether it's comes in, that's how we got pipes our remodel from, from outside. Um, so, so, but what we that what prompted this oddly enough, and, and I think we can relate to this is that. Um, you know, there's a lot of there, the neighbors some some time ago, uh, the neighbors across the street were moving out and it was clear they were doing a lot of work in their house to get their house ready for sale. And um, my wife says, you know, I don't want to I don't want to wait till we're selling the house to do all the improvements. To That's mine. exactly <laughs> what my my <laughs> wife's <is> interior designer
1: <laughs> and she's done that for people and they go, wow. I wish I would have lived with it after mm-hmm. after it was done, rather yeah. than yes. fixing yeah. up my house mm-hmm. for someone yeah. else yep. to live in. Absolutely, yeah. you think about what I wanted to bring up, and I know there's just a lot of you guys out there. Um, you, you listen to us because you don't have the opportunity to have a deep Christian discussion with a small group like we do, and we, we, I mean, we're coming up on believe it or not our sixth year together, and so. So we get to have these deep discussions. And when we're talking about this kind of stuff, um, you, you think it's only happening to you. Understand this. Dean Martin, one of the saddest stories. He was one of my favorite stars. He had a son who was a professional tennis player, Dino, who was also a pilot in the Air National Guard. And Dino plowed that plane fighter jet into a mountain one time yeah. and they said dean martin for all the applause and stuff that he had he died when dino died it took the wind out of his sails <coughs> and so although we have a good time with this podcast we are serious 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 that we want to help you we care and that's why we give these practical advice and it's so important that while you are still alive, live worthy of that life. Yep.
2: Bill, can I touch on that real quick? Guys, mm-hmm. you can comment <laughs> on that too. Uh, folks, I, I'm a firm believer that you can die early.
1: And your body's and still alive. Being, well, yes. not well, knowing and
2: not be God's will. I, I firmly believe. Er, ah. you, you hear this, folks. I've been to funerals, and people say, oh, I guess it was their time, and they're 60 years old or 50 years old, and I go, not necessarily. Let me give you an example. About five years ago, uh, my girlfriend's, my fiance's uh, nephew went skiing. And they went to Colorado. And he's fabulous Christian. He got half his baseball team to church one Wednesday night. He said, come with me. Always witnessing for the Lord. I mean, wonderful, wonderful. Everybody loved him. You meet him, you love him. He's quiet, but he, he would speak up for the Lord when the opportunity came. So they went skiing, and his best friend went with him, several others. And they finished up skiing. His best friend said, let's go one more time. He says, I'm tired. I don't think I should go. But his best friend talked him into it. And, folks, they went down the mountain, and he hit a tree, and he died. He's 20 years old, 22, 20, 22 years old, fabulous Christian, if if this little voice inside you says not to do something, if you're too <laughs> tired to drive at night, don't drive if you've had one too many drinks of wine or anything like that. Don't say it was the Lord's will. Yeah. If you do I something, yeah. 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 I mean, in fact, we I need to do a podcast that. on that. But the, the point, what I'm getting to you folks, you don't, people don't always pass because it's the Lord's will. You can help them out a little bit. You can help the death death angel out a little bit. But that was one comment, and and you made that comment, Bill, and I thought, you know what, I've got to throw this in there because I honestly believe, folks, just like if you choose not to exercise and you say, I'm going to sit in front of the TV, Bill Bill does a, a, a little example like that in their Men Matters podcast where a friend of his died at, what, nine months after he retired, because he just wanted to sit in front of the
1: TV and, and do fish. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to fish and watch yeah. TV, and that yes. was it. And, and, he, and did, he did, but he, and he did though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe yeah, if it, that's what you, you want to do, do, maybe that was his goal. I mean, and yeah, and yeah. who's to say? Who's to say that just didn't fill his bucket list? Maybe yeah, his no, no, he no, wanted a bucket list correct. full of bass. Yep, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and you did, and yeah. you did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but that's not me, and that's not us, and we as a group. We, we want to make a difference. And I think everybody that listens to this wants to leave a legacy. And I don't think Bob did. I don't think he really cared about leaving a legacy unless it was fish heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and,
4: and, and okay. I, I want to address something you talked about. You said you, you die, but your body keeps living. Right. So yeah. I'm going to ask a question for the group, and I guarantee you this group's going to know the answer. Does anybody know that two times in life that your brain quits expanding or growing. There are two definitive times in your life that your brain definitively stops developing at a certain point.
2: Yeah, death and paying taxes.
4: No. <laughs> the first one is one. Then when you things. finish school, whatever school, you know, high school, college, mm-hmm. when you graduate, when you stop formal education for a certain period of time, Because you have engaged your brain specific ways, you basically, we we talk about faith being a muscle that you always have to exercise, where your brain is too, and when you exercise it, you develop neural pathways. The second time, gentlemen especially, is when you retire because you don't exercise your brain anymore the way you were. And so my advice to I guys that. is, yeah. I've, I've joked with my children, I told my kids I'm going to subscribe to the newspaper. And they're like, because I don't now. I, we stopped our newspaper subscription years ago. And they're like, you can get that online. I said, that's not the point. If I have it online, I'm going to skim read articles. If I have a paper copy, mm-hmm. and I'll probably have two or three, I'll probably have the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, and something else, I will physically... Hold it, open it, and read it. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that specifically because I want to keep my brain engaged. Part of my retirement budget is a book budget to, to keep buying books. My wife thinks I'm insane. Right. But I'm like, I but that's it. but that's, find ways to engage your brain because you don't want your brain to start playing out as you get older because you you're not using it in the same way. And, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. By the way, that's also a great time because you know how right now, I know in my life because I'm working, right now a, a quiet time is a quick, okay, I need to get to the office. No, I need to do this. Let me, you know, find my little section of Scripture, read it, and go. Your quiet time, give me two and a half hours if you ain't working because <laughs> <laughs> you're not having to get somewhere. So it's a good time to really also engage your faith muscle in a deeper way that maybe you don't have the opportunity to, because you're working because you have other prior not other things yes. in life. Yes, and in, in a yeah, way I'm, it is I'm a priority. Tr- I'm yeah, in
3: trouble with that myself because you know I can, I, I'm trying. You know I hadn't I can shift down, but I yeah. having trouble doing that, and so it's still kind of in that. Even I find myself rushing even though I don't have to.
4: Yeah.
1: Now, hey, we're gonna go around around the room get uh, get some takeaways from the fellas. Uh, leave with your bags packed or life completed. And uh, I'm going to start with the judge.
2: Like I said earlier, the scripture text is an eye opener for me. 1 Corinthians 9 four through 29. Um, pardon me, 27. 24 through 27. And I'm going to read the last scripture in it. And Paul is addressing the Corinthians. He says, he says I discipline my body and bring it into submission, subjection, pardon me, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. He says, I don't let my body control me. I control my body. Now, that's a, that was very important to me. And like I said, when the guys talked about death, I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna wait for death to come to me. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna enjoy life as they, as they suggested. And I'm going to control over what happens to me. Now, I, I may not be able to control when I die, but I can control what I do between now and death. And that was their whole point in their Mad Matters uh, broadcast. Now, a um, couple things. Uh, co- I, I want to suggest this, and the guys are full of suggestions uh, on their uh, uh, Mad Matter podcasts. Uh, I say... these are my ideas because I've talked about doing them with myself and I haven't done it and that's volunteer at a children's hospital I I met somebody today whose dad did it and they said they love it Uh, learn sign language, I mentioned that earlier maybe relearn Spanish Uh, I want to say take up a hobby but I've already had hobbies and and right now I have no desire to do the ones I've done before Uh, folks, I'm suggesting you practical suggestions, lose weight if you need to prioritize exercise again folks that can be walking it doesn't have to be going to the gym and, and running up and down stairways and everything like that and killing yourself the point is get you, keep yourself mobile and keep yourself flexible and keep the blood flowing through all parts of your body now, Steve, you've got some things. You've got a number of things to get, right? Because i got about mm-hmm. 10 of yours here. Oh, i have oh, Huh? I'll be... You wait,
3: wait.
2: You're sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Going. Let me tell you what Steve said and a couple things Bill said from Their their Men Matters. Steve says, distress. Stop getting mad at minor things. <laughs> 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 I want to tell you, folks, I there's nothing to do that. You should do that today, even mm-hmm. if you're not retired. If you're 25 years mm-hmm. old, folks, stop stressing. Avoid things that push your hot button, like your mother-in-law. <laughs> Let go of your stressful subjects, right? Do not focus on your mother-in-law's hot points, as he said. <laughs> Traffic problems, we've talked about that. I brought that up over and over and over again. Bill said make a bucket list and maximize. That means figure out what you can do and what you can't do. He's very thorough with that, so listen to that, folks. Uh, refresh refresher, how to maximize your life to the fullest, he said. And then Bill also gives example of might you want might what you might want to do if you always had the itching to have a hundred and forty thousand dollar car. He says, figure out how you can do it with a substitute if you can Run it. <laughs> Rent it. So, so, what I'm trying to do is, folks, what's your appetite? So you listen to those because they throw out some really practical things. Uh, anyway, it's good to do this
4: podcast, folks. Happy retirement. Take care,
1: Professor. A takeaway from you? So,
4: yeah, I would. I would literally, I would encourage you to go listen to the Good Faith podcast from March 4th on um, a death well, you know, how to die well. Um, I've confronted that a few times the past few years with family members and that. And Which know,
2: number is that again, yeah. Robert?
4: Um, Do you know? They don't number theirs. It's from March 4th. Did, oh, so, well, let me write it down. Yeah. Tell, tell me again what it is. March 4th, um, Good Faith podcast. So you, is it on YouTube? Uh, it or is a where do you find it? normal, anywhere you get your podcast. I get mine on oh, iHeartRadio, which also carries ours, right <laughs> <right>. <laughs> by the way, along with Apple Podcasts, that also carries oh, really No Church Answers. Right, thank, you. Thank, you. Okay, <laughs> so, um, thank you. Sorry to interrupt so, you there, Robert. No, that's How fine. You know, I so I really want to encourage people to do that, to start thinking about that. But then also, you know, has the kid here, first of all, realized, You know, I do think you, no man knows the time, you know, God's will or not, no man knows their time. No, that's true. And so, you know, live your life to the fullest, whatever, how you define that. But once you start hitting your 50s, start thinking about your plan to retire. What are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to be Mike and run off to the, see the Northern Lights and scuba dive the great coral reef and- Why not? The great barrier (laughs) reef and, you know, skydive. Yeah. Um, or you know, I love Bill's comment on that, which is, you know, you can go do I fly and not <laughs> actually jump out of the airplane. It'll still feel, um, like it. yeah, It'll feel, like still feel like you're doing, yeah. I mean. But you'll feel like you're skydiving. But but you know, if you and, and you know, are you going to travel? Are you going to do what you're going to do? Come up with your plan, and then more importantly, start figuring out how you're going to exercise your brain mm-hmm. as you get older. How are you going to stay engaged? not only with your life, but with those around you. You know, what are you going to do?
1: Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch? Yeah, I'll suddenly wrap up what the wrap up was. I think
3: it comes down to, uh, first of all, understanding your mortality and accepting it, and then realizing what's important um, with that context, really what's important, and it's different things to different people, but, uh, and certainly seeking a new purpose when necessary. You know. We live in a time now, even when, when young men and women and young men change jobs, change careers. You can change careers at 40. Um, so so it's it It's even different from when the time where our parents grew up, you pretty much retired at 65 and you left a job you were at for 35, 40 years. Yeah. Uh, so, so seek a new purpose just like any other time. Retirement is just a time to figure out what your new goals are and a new reason and new things to do. And finally, and we didn't talk about it much here, but I'll just drop this as a as a as a finish. I'll reconcile yourself with your past. You're not going to ever change it. Remember it. Celebrate it when it's when it's those good memories. You can even regret some things and mourn some things about your past. But for goodness sake, don't live there. Don't 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 wallow in what you wish, what could be, what would it be uh I'm, as we said, I'm no Christian nationalist, but one thing where I think Christianity and American culture meet is that both, both look forward, both look forward to transformation. They don't look, what, what's past is in the past and you're a new person. uh, So, so think of it that way. Remember, honor, regret, remember, um, we're even more in the past, but don't live there. Move forward Fearlessly.
1: Excellent. Uh thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I just want to throw in something real quick. If you are if you need a change, okay, and you're stressed and you're a yes person, push the no button. Okay? Now, if you're bored, there's a pretty good chance you're a no person, and that's why you're bored. Try yes. The point is this. What's new may excite you. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in. This is No Church Answers. On behalf of uh, (coughs) Producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so... Please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or nochurchanswers.com. And if you're unable to attend a church, well, shame on you. Check out Sugarline Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, sugarlinebaptist.org and starts Sundays at 945 45 a.m. And when you're ready, and we hope you are, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find small group ABF adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class that you can join for small group discussions, just like this one, and find one that is is only. And If there isn't one, start
0: one. This is No Church Answers. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to No Church Answers. The weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.